Hi, welcome to the Charlotte Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and that it both encourages and inspires you. Hello Shiloh, thanks for tuning in for another week of church. Uh, For those that are still in lockdown that are watching this, thanks so much for tuning in. It's awesome that you're prioritizing not just your physical health, but your spiritual health too. Our prayers go out to you. If there's anything we can do practically, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, But wherever you find yourself, if you're a regular at Shiloh and you're tuning in to watch the message again because you caught it uh, this morning, Thanks so much for tuning in again. But maybe you're new to church, you're new to the whole thing. Um, we want you to feel super duper welcome too. We hope you get something out of it. Um, this is uh, the first message in a series for the next couple of weeks as part of what we call Miracle Month here at Shiloh. Now this existed long before I was a senior pastor. Miracle Month is a month that they set aside in August and they just focus on the miraculous and they, are, they, they take up a big uh, offering to do like a miracle change in the community. So last year we helped a homeless shelter out that was really impacted by COVID and previous years we've done other things. And so I'll talk more about that towards the end of the message. But I, I kind of want to um, uh, tweak the month a little bit because this is not a normal year. You know, this is not a normal season. I don't know what you're like. I know for me, um, I think the pandemic has been a very odd thing to work through. And that's kind of the nicest word I can come up with, you know, because when it first happened, I'm not sure what you were like. For me, I thought this was just going to blow over in a few months. I'm like, this will all be over soon, right? Like, you know, by Christmas, we'll be out of the woods. Um, I studied the last uh, major pandemic that our world has faced, which to my knowledge was the Spanish flu. And that only went for like a couple of years. And so I thought with all of the advances in medical technology, with all of our breakthroughs and our great government and all the rest of that, surely we'd be out of it by now. And yet here we are. We're, I've been watching other churches and other pastors to sort of see how different people are coping and how, you know, maybe I can learn from um, some other people. And um, it's been a trying time for churches right across the globe. Uh, we've seen church closures like we haven't seen for a long time. Pastors going through depression and burnout and um, a lot of churches that aren't even in that category, but they're just like battening down the hatches and just waiting for this thing to blow over, which is a problem because it isn't blowing over quickly. And so I'm not criticizing because I fully understand this. Let's be real. There was not a Bible college class for how to exist as a Christian in the pandemic. There was not a Bible college class for how to run a church in a pandemic. These are unprecedented times to use a word that is clearly overused. And so I understand why even for a lot of Christians, everyday Christians in church, why this thing has um, rattled their cage a little bit. Well, people are looking at videos and studying things saying, is this the end of the world and the pandemic? And, you know, what about this and what about that? And um, I understand why people are freaking out and they're looking at political upheavals. I get all of that stuff, right? Um, So I was thinking about all of this and I was just pondering about the state of Christians around the world, the state of Christians in our church, the state of churches in general. And I stumbled across this verse. It comes from the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight. It's a pretty famous verse in Pentecostal churches. So you might've heard it before, but if you're new to church, you probably haven't heard it. And if you don't have your Bible with you, I'll read it to you. But if you do have a Bible, why don't you run and grab it and you can follow along with me. But for those who have not got a Bible, good news, I've got mine. Acts chapter one, verse eight says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So this is Jesus talking. And so being that it was Jesus talking, I began to meditate on this verse, right? 
And God really began to speak to me through this verse. But the way that he spoke to me is a little bit odd because I'm a little bit odd. You know, God speaks your language, right? God uses words and language that you understand. And so um, God kind of like baited me. He sort of nudged me as he often does. And anyone that's heard me preach before knows that he does this with me. He nudged me and, you know, he says things like, isn't that a bit odd? I wonder why that's actually happening here. Or have you thought about that? And I'm like, oh, that is a good point. Yeah, that is a bit odd. And like, and it, and it draws me into the scripture. So it's kind of like an old-fashioned scavenger hunt. Or for a younger generation, it's like the Amazing Race, that TV show, right? And so the first clue that struck out to me on this little scavenger hunt, on this little Amazing Race through this verse, was the start of the verse where it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You see, talking to both pastors and even Christians who are struggling, worship leaders who are barely hanging on, Christians that are afraid that they're you know, uh, you know, getting into the end of the world and are freaking out about all this stuff. There's one clue here, this first ver- part of the verse that I think that so many of us have missed. See, we have been caught in the trap that Satan has laid for us. The murky waters and the hook is that we're powerless because of this pandemic, right? We're powerless to stop what's going on in our society. We're powerless to stop the impact on our businesses. We're powerless to stop sickness or cancer that's spreading through the body. That you're powerless to stop political upheaval. That you're powerless to stop your kids from falling away from Jesus in this society, right? That you're powerless to stop this church being inevitably impacted by all the things that are going on, right? That you're powerless to stop a curse on your family. That you're powerless to stop this or you're powerless to stop that. But do you know what all of that actually is? a lie. Because you know what the scripture says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It doesn't say you might receive power. It doesn't say you could receive power. It doesn't say you should receive power. It says you will receive power. You will receive power. You will, in case you missed it the last two times, receive power. You will. Not you might, not you could, you will. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Taking notes, Number one, type number one into the comment section or the chat or whatever. And if you're driving a car, don't type anything. You don't want to get it fine. So just say it out aloud. Number one, we are not powerless. We are powerful. We are not powerless. We are powerful. It doesn't stipulate a condition. It doesn't say a time frame. It doesn't say you'll receive power till the pandemic hits and then you won't. It doesn't say you'll receive power until you get into your 60s and then you're too old. It doesn't say that you'll receive power until you come against cancer and then it'll stop. It says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Full stop. You will receive it, right? The power of the Holy Spirit, let me just say this right now, and some of you need to hear it, and I feel the Holy Spirit on this statement. The power of the Holy Spirit is just as potent, just as capable, just as able, just as charged now as when it lifted Jesus from the grave. We don't get a junior Holy Spirit here in the 21st century. We don't get a pandemic-influenced Holy Spirit here in the 21st century. We don't get a watered-down Holy Spirit here in the 21st century. In 2021, on Miracle Month, we can receive the full power of the Holy Spirit if we're open to it. Hallelujah. Which means that the same Holy Spirit that empowered the disciples to build the early church in a worse politically charged situation than the one we're in right now is upon you if you want it. Hallelujah. It means that the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit power that filled people in the book of Acts and did the most ridiculous, crazy, beyond your imagination and miracles is here in our presence right now. It means that the same Holy Spirit 
that touched sick bodies throughout the last 2,000 years and saw them recover in miraculous ways that stunned doctors, stunned families, and turned communities upside down is here right now in the building, is here in your home, is here in the car, is here on the plane, wherever you might be. The same Holy Spirit that gave the church divine ideas through the years that has enabled it to survive, not just this pandemic, but every single pandemic in the history of the church. And it has thrived despite the opposition, thrived despite the challenges. The same Holy Spirit is upon you and I in this church. The same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that spread the gospel throughout the whole world, the same Holy Spirit. We are not powerless. We are powerful. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. He is the one that's powerless. He's powerless to stop you from receiving healing in your body when you embrace what the Holy Spirit has for you. He's powerless to stop you from flourishing even in dark days when the Holy Spirit has mandated the blessing of the Lord upon your family. He's powerless to stop you seeing this church go from strength to strength when he has sovereignly ordained that his will is going to come to pass in this church. We are not powerless. We are powerful. And the one who's powerless in this situation is Satan. So don't fall under the lie. Oh, well, because the pandemic is hit, we just got to lower our expectation. No, we don't. When the pandemic hits, we're going to raise our expectation because the Bible says when the enemy comes against us, we raise up the standard and we come against him. We come against him. Hallelujah. Why? Because we're not powerless. We're powerful. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power to heal the sick. Power to deliver people from demonic bondages. Power to provide for every financial need. Power to receive legal breakthroughs. Power to destroy every mental health stronghold. Power to overcome every relational challenge. Power to succeed in your kingdom business regardless of the obstacles caused by the economic downturn. We are not powerless. We are powerful. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe it, say amen. Not because of who we are or not because of what we've done, but we are powerful because we've received an infilling of the power of the Holy Spirit for such a time as this, for such a moment as this, for such a point in history as this, for such a church as this. We are not powerless. We are powerful. So this month, we are going to embrace the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that everybody's probably thinking, oh, we'll just come out of a lockdown, Phil. Let's just chill out a little bit. Let's just, you know, kind of catch our breath. Hey, let's not go after anything too big. Stuff that. I'm going to do the exact opposite of that because I'm full of the power of the Holy Spirit and so are you. The Holy Spirit does not take a break. He doesn't need a holiday. He doesn't need an RDO. He's as excited to move now as he ever has been, right? So... I know that for Miracle Month for Shiloh over the years, it's always been about a big financial miracle. And I think that that's cool. I'm not changing that. I'm going to get to that at the end of the service, but I'm going to expand it. I'm going to give us fries and a Coke with that burger, right? Um, So I'll, I'll get to the financial stuff later. But you know, Krista and I, we've been praying for you. And Krista and I have been believing for you that the power of the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life and you begin to see some miracles. I am not satisfied hearing testimonies of God's miracle power overseas. I want it here. I want it today. I want it in Goodna. That's what I want, right? I want it in Red Bank Plains. I want it in Springfield. I want it in Ipswich. I want it in Beauval. I want it in Dara. I want it in Anala. I want it in Brisbane. I want it in the Gold Coast. I want it in Queensland. I want it in Australia. So what we're going to do is if you have a prayer need, now we're going to have 
um, little prayer cards in our physical services. We're even gonna put them in a big fish bowl. So no one is gonna be able to obviously read it because it'll be tiny writing in a big bowl. We're gonna pray over them in every single service. But if you're here on the chat or you're, you know, you, maybe you're in lockdown or whatever and you can't come in, you don't have to miss out on that. If you just private message us, whatever your prayer need is, we are gonna be praying and believing for supernatural breakthrough to take place in whatever the need is. Could be a big thing, maybe it's cancer, could be a really small thing. It might just be I'm 50 bucks short this week on my rent and I'm believing for a miracle to happen, right? So each service we are gonna pray over these miracle cards. Each service we're gonna pray and believe, but throughout the week in the office, us pastors and leaders, we are gonna pray and we are gonna celebrate and champion and cheer for the winds of the Holy Spirit. So if we've prayed for a miracle for you and it's happened, I want you to share that. You know, we don't have to give names, you know, we can be confidential, but if we can just say, hey, we're praying for someone who is sick, they've just been healed. We're praying for someone that needs a financial breakthrough, they've just received a financial breakthrough. Because I don't know about you, but I am sick of all the negativity on the news. I'm sick of like this stat, this stat, this stat. And I know that those are very real people and I'm not um, discompassionate towards that. But I just think that we need to counterbalance a little bit and we need to remind ourselves that we are not powerless. We are powerful. We are people of the Holy Spirit. We are a Pentecostal church. I'm not embarrassed by that. I'm embracing that wholeheartedly and God still moves in uh, signs and wonders today. So if you have a need in your friend's life, in your family member's life, in your cousin's life, in a workmate's life, or in your own life, I want you to send it in. We're going to pray over it. And if you receive breakthrough in your friend's life, in your neighbor's life, in your cousin's life, in anybody's life, including your own, why don't you share that with us? Because we'd love to be able to celebrate that. On top of that, we are actually going to go on a church-wide fast. You say, for real? We've just come out of lockdown, man. Yeah, I know that. And that's why, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises the standard. I actually think we need to raise ourselves up in this moment and we need to fast, right? So, um, you know, I know that the month of August doesn't have a heap of time left. So, you know, even if you just fast for seven days, right, just a week. Now, um, uh, we're going to stand together as a group and I'm going to be believing as I fast, as Krista fasts, as our pastors fast, that we are going to receive breakthrough for every one of these miracle cards. But I want you to do that as well. Now, you don't need to read everybody's miracle cards to be praying, Lord Jesus, you know, I, I know right now, God, there are needs right over this church. God, I pray as I'm fasting that not only will I receive my miracle, I pray that my brothers and sisters in Christ, they will receive a miracle as well. Let's stand united as a church. I know that this is a little bit old-fashioned prayer and fasting on the Holy Ghost, but let me tell you, right, the wheel is still a wheel. Electricity is still electricity. Some things you just don't grow out of. And we should never grow out of prayer and fasting and believing for the Holy Spirit to do a miracle, right? So we're going to start a church-wide fast. Now relax, you don't have to do it right now. If you've got a nice big steak in front of you, I'm not asking you to put it back in the fridge because it'll be off in a week. Um, eat your steak. But, you know, even if it's just a week's time, even if we just start, um, you know, next week on, uh, you know, Monday next week or whatever, that's fine. Um, you can start earlier if you like, that's fine. But what I'll do is next week in church, I'm actually going to be preaching about fasting and how to do fasting properly because uh, I don't want to spend the whole message talking about that today. But just simply put, if you're like, this sounds cool, but I have no idea what you're talking about, Phil. Fasting is when you go without something. The Bible often talks about food fasts, but there are other kinds of fasts in the Bible as well. There's uh, something called a Daniel fast, which is basically like going vegan, which if you're a real meat eater is a bit of a challenge. Um, no KFC, no steak. Um, but basically, it could be anything. I know with people's health issues at the moment, someone's food's not an option. So just fast something that you love. Maybe don't watch TV for a week or like don't listen to Spotify for a week or whatever, right? And what you do is in that time that you would normally be, you know, 
watching reruns of Friends or whatever. You just spend time praying. You spend time listening to worship. You spend time in the presence of God, right? Watch what God will do. Watch what the Holy Spirit will do when you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know people are like, man, it's pretty glim out there. I don't know if you're watching the news. Yeah, I am. And I understand that it's pretty glim out there. Even more reason to tap into the Holy Spirit. Even more reason to unleash the power of God over your life, right? Now, I believe as we fast and we pray that we will see the lie of the enemy broken off people's lives. We are not powerless. We are powerful. We will see miracles. We will see the Holy Spirit move. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But see, that wasn't the only clue in this little scavenger hunt and this whole little amazing race that God's got me on. God actually nudged me towards something else. Because it doesn't just say that you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, although it does say that. It goes on and it says something else. It says... And you will be my witnesses. And you will be my witnesses. So I thought about this for a bit. That's an interesting choice of words if you think about it, right? So the context here in this verse is that Jesus is speaking to his disciples, right? So there's a group of people here. Not one person, but a whole group. This isn't a little one-on-one conversation. He's not pulling them aside one by one and repeating himself. There's a whole group of people. It's a whole group of people gathered, right? And yet Jesus doesn't speak to them using group language. Like he doesn't say, you'll all be my witnesses. He doesn't say, this group will be my witnesses. He doesn't see, say, you guys, my disciples will be the witnesses. He doesn't say that at all. He literally uses individual language. It's like he's talking to everybody, but he's only talking to one person. He's singling people out, which means when we read this scripture and we see Jesus speaking to us, he's singling you out. He's singling me out and you will be my witnesses. That wording, let me tell you, because Jesus doesn't waste words, that wording is very specific and very deliberate. He's making a point. If you're taking notes, number two, say number two if you can't write it down. If you can write it down, type it into the chat, type it into your notebook, whatever you're doing. Number two, he has selected you for a special assignment. He has selected you for a special assignment. The feeling invoked in this scripture, right, is a bit like a general calling in a group of special operatives, handpicked, individually chosen people for a special operation or a special assignment. This isn't really a conversation as much as it is a team meeting of God's specialists, right? Uniquely qualified, uniquely chosen operatives ready to receive their assignment. I love those movies. I don't know about you. I love those movies where they like they all sit around and, and they're about to get the assignment from the chief. And it's like, this guy's the explosive expert. This guy's the master of disguises. This person is like the strong man in the group. You know what I mean? And they've all got an assignment, whether it be, I mean, some of them are bank heist films, lol. Um, but other ones are military films or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Those kinds of movies. I grew up watching that those kinds of movies growing up, like Guns of Navarone and all that sort of stuff, Saturday afternoon movies, that stuff doesn't exist anymore, but good way to grow up, right? The tech guy, the muscle man, the expert driver. That's kind of the feeling here in this scripture. God gathers the disciples together and he says, and you will be my witnesses. I'm picking you out, which means God has specifically chosen you. Not just me, not just the pastors, you. God has specifically chosen you, not just the person next to you if you're watching this on the couch with your family or the person in front of you if your kids are sitting on the floor, not just the person behind you if you've screened this somewhere and you're in a room. Um, he's specifically chosen you. You've actually been handpicked. You've been carefully selected, which means it's not an accident that you're here today. You're not a mistake. You're not damaged goods. You're not God's leftovers. You're not his second best. You're not left on the shelf and all the other good options were taken. And so he's like, oh, I'm going to take you, right? You're not best before. You didn't pass your use by date, right? 
Nobody has lived the life that you've lived. Nobody's had the experiences that you've actually had, right? Nobody's seen what you've seen in life and heard what you've heard in life, right? And understood what you've had to understand, which means that you are completely, totally and utterly unique. You are one of a kind. You are specially crafted. If you are a collectible, a basketball card, you're one of one. There's only one of you in the whole world, right? You're a custom, bespoke creation, right? You are unique. You cannot be copied. You cannot be facsimiled. You are one of a kind, not one in a million, one of a kind, right? And that means that you're uniquely qualified to do certain things that nobody else in the world is actually qualified to do. And some of you have believed the lie, well, you're too old. Others of you have believed the lie, well, you're too young. Others have believed the lie that you're too broken. Some have said, well, I'm too this or I'm too that, right? But you know what all these lies have in common? Do you know what they can all share? Is that they all achieve the same objective and that is to get you to question your special assignment. He has selected you for a special assignment. Oh, I don't know, I'm too old. No, 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 he selected you for a special assignment. Oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm too young. No, 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 he has selected you for a special assignment. Oh, I don't know, man, I'm pretty broken. No, 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 he selected you for a special assignment. Oh, I don't know, I'm kind of, kind of too inexperienced. I'm just a new Christian, right? Here's the thing, Jesus doesn't make mistakes. Hello, he sees everything. He knows everything. He is everywhere. So yes, God knows you're old, that's true. But he also knows that with that age comes decades and decades of unique experience in life that uniquely qualifies you to fulfill some special assignments in the kingdom of God that nobody else can fulfill. So yes, he knows that you're young. And as a result of that youth though, he understands that you have an energy that you don't necessarily have when you're older. And so you can pursue things with a crazy burst of zest that is much harder to do when you're older. And so that uniquely qualifies you for specific assignments in the kingdom. Yes, um, he knows that you're a little broken, but he knows that not only can he fix you, but that brokenness uniquely qualifies you to reach out to people and to step into situations that others wouldn't even understand. Yes, he knows your inexperience, but in that inexperience, he understands that as a result, that everything you look at, you will look at with fresh eyes. And he needs somebody uniquely qualified to step in with a fresh set of eyes to look at the problem. Oh, I'm too old, Lord. Yeah, I know. That's why I called you. <laughs> oh, I think I'm too young, Lord. Yes, I know. That's why I called you. Yeah, but I'm too broken, God. Yeah, I know. That's why I called you. <laughs> yeah, I'm too inexperienced. Yeah, I know. That's why I called you. But Lord, I don't speak good English. I know. That's why I called you. Uh, but Lord, I'm new to Australia. Yeah, I know that. That's why I called you. Uh, but Lord, I'm divorced. Yeah, I know that too. That's why I called you. But Lord, I'm hurt. I know that's why I called you. Lord, I'm sick. I know that's why I called you. He has selected you for a special assignment. You know, we're going to do the leadership summit in about eight weeks time, which is really exciting. It's counting down now. And we're doing this event because I specifically felt when I was praying in January, God say to me that he wants to raise the level of influence because leadership is just another word for influence. So don't get scared off by that. The influence of people who call Shiloh home. He said, I want doctors, lawyers, sports people, mums, dad, grandmas, grandpas, business people, young professionals, entrepreneurs, pastors, connect leaders, worship leaders, songwriters, politicians, artists, and more. He has selected you for a special assignment. Don't wait for time to pass you by. 
way, by tackle it head on. Don't wait for an assignment to pass you by, tackle it head on. There is no unemployment in the kingdom of God. Hello, and I've got some bad news for retirees. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. Hello, um, there is no minimum age in the kingdom of God. Hello, tackle your special assignment head on, right? Let me encourage you to spend time when you're fasting, pressing into the Lord and saying, Lord, what is my special assignment for this season? And don't believe the lie that says, well, I'm to this or I'm to that because that voice might pop into your head, right? You are uniquely qualified. He has selected you for a special assignment. Find out what that assignment is and pursue it with reckless abandon. Now, the last thing that I noticed when I read this scripture, the thing that jumped out at me, I don't know if it jumped out at you. I read it. This is what it says. It says, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I know what you're thinking. Well, Phil, I, I can read. So can you. <laughs> um, why didn't what do you, you see this? What do you mean you didn't see it? It just jumped out at you. <laughs> um, I, I saw it. I read it. It just didn't click. You see, I read this and I thought, yeah, sure. When the pandemic is over and we can do this, we'll do it. But not now. <laughs> Sure, when the financial in our church situation in our church shifts, we'll do that. That's, oh, that's great. Yeah, fine. Sure, that's a great idea for our church in a few years' time, Lord. I get that. Um, but not now. But you know what? I have to go back and reread it. That's actually not what it says. It doesn't say once the pandemic is over, you can go to Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Or once you're in a better financial position, then you can go and tell people. Or once you're through this season of change as a church, then you can go and do all those things. It just says telling people. There's nothing before it except the Holy Spirit. There's nothing before it except the infilling of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing before it except the power of God and the desire to go and be a witness. It says that we as a church, you as an individual, us as a group are empowered by the Holy Spirit and the evidence and the proof that you've actually got, an inner filling, an unction, a burst of the Holy Spirit, the proof of that, the fruit of that, the evidence of that, the thing that you can hat your hat on is that you will tell people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, which means the Holy Spirit is not limited by this pandemic. Hello. He isn't limited by this economic situation. He isn't limited by the devil's attacks. He isn't limited by people's unbelief. He is just looking for somebody, anybody, hello, anyone out there watching this to say, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am. I'll tell people about Jesus. I'll tell them about Jesus in Judea. I'll tell them about Jesus in Samaria. I'll tell them about Jesus to the ends of the earth. Here I am, Holy Spirit, send me. Number three, last point, number three. If you're taking notes, type it in the chat, type it in your notes, write it in your notes if you're handwriting it. And if you're driving a car or even flying an airplane and you're listening to the podcast, why don't you say it aloud, aloud? Number three. Our house, our neighborhood, our world. I am Thank you for joining our podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can connect with us at shilohchurch.com.au.